Jason, have you ever suppressed a scream in one of these investment houses? No. No. That's what we're talking about today, folks. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. Doing flip houses is like okay for grocery money, but you're not gonna build any wealth with it. I mean, I look back at I mean, the hundreds of thousands of dollars I made flipping houses and feel like all I had to show for it was some cool Facebook posts hmm. where getting the houses that I have kept as rentals, hmm. that's what's been able to build some wealth and and like okay I've got I'm good I've got something that eventually will I won't have to work hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah real estate show I am Tyler Kazare Utah real estate agent Jason Christiansen mortgage lender Eric West Utah real estate agent and tonight we have the extraordinary local amazing awesome investor Adam Hall nice to have you with us thanks guys yeah welcome welcome so, so that our listeners and viewers know who you are and what you do, can you tell us a little bit about just like the, the elevator pitch of what you do in real estate? So at the moment, I'm doing development stuff. Got a few different infield development projects going in Salt Lake and then a small six unit development going out in Vernal and then a couple handfuls of rental properties that managing those and prior to the development stuff I was doing a bunch of flip houses mm. and did that for the development uh, that's been about three or four years that that's been going leading up to that I had had a contracting company doing uh, the stuff for well I was doing all of Bank of America's REO work like all up and down the okay. state like changing locks, remodeling houses, and then and prior to that, I had been a loan officer, and prior to that, I was in pharmacy, or had been accepted into pharmacy school because I knew how to do the construction stuff, and I'm, I'm a licensed contractor also. Uh, my brother's an architect, and he contacted me like, hey, there's this lot that I think I could design something really cool to go on, and I was like, Cool, let's see what we can come up with. <laughs> let's build it. Yeah. That's cool. And like, all we need now is money. I want to say 2016, that the Slurria, the Salt Lake Real Estate Investor Association was doing like this Shark Tank presentation where they had like three or four different lenders that are investors that some guys got to come and do a presentation. Yeah. And like, my brother's a little bit younger than I am and like, exponentially smarter than me. I mean, the dude's a freaking <laughs> genius. I mean, it, it sucks being the older, dumber brother, but I, I kind of came to terms with it, usually. We get up there with my brother's presentation that is like a legit, full-on thing, and uh, one of the guys, the, the investor guys, his name's Matt Strong. Yeah, we know him. Yeah, we've had Matt on. on the show. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Can't say enough good about Matt. But yeah. Matt was like, hey, yeah, uh, I think I'm in on this and so that one was a four unit project that we built it out sold it then uh, the three of us just worked well together I mean Matt is the money guy mm -hmm. Jared is the designer and then me doing the construction mm -hmm. stuff and so we then were, we there was another slurry meeting that my brother happened to be at and uh, you know, Trevor Thompson you met Trevor? Trevor. Another really good dude, local guy. That he gets up and he's like, 
uh, I got this house for sale and a, it was a junker that looked like it could have been a flip house and my brother happened to be attending Slurria that night and I get this text message saying hey uh, get a hold of Matt we got to get this thing and <laughs> those are the best calls because <laughs> Jared it, I mean my brother he's like the go-to architect for kind of the West Salt Lake proper area mm -hmm. and he's got like 3,000 different doors that he was the designer on in that area. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Okay. <laughs> That's good. But anyway, he knew the zoning and he knew that that house, while it would, might have been an okay flip project, we could get it and knock the sucker down and build five townhouses right there. So that's the process we started on. And Matt was like, yeah, last one worked great, let's do it again. And while we were going through the planning process for those first five, the dude who owned the property next door contacts us and is like, hey, uh, I want to sell my place. Are you interested in buying? And we're like, sure. <laughs> so yeah. other than we were like months down the road with the city on five townhouses and we had to start from scratch with doing 10. So that kicked us back a little bit, but that was uh, again, the three of us, there's Matt, Jared and I that we, got that built out and finished it up just a year ago and we sold seven of them kept three of them and just a little over a year ago to Jones planned unit developments PRD PUD uh, well Which zone? Uh, they're in a specific zone called the TSA zone in Salt Lake I think you can go up to like 40 unit well at least 40 units per acre and that particular parcel it was some calculus that we had to work out of, okay, how much money do we have available? Because mm -hmm. we could have built something substantially bigger. But, but was it worth it to... Yeah, and can we raise the capital, blah, 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 just right. calculating all that. But it's the specific zones in Salt Lake City. that, And they're really the only municipality that we've been able to find along the Wasatch Front that is... That has their head on straight. And, un and understands that's fair. That's, fair. That's, a, that's, a, yeah, that's huge. That understands yeah. that we need to build a lot of stuff. Like I was at a presentation uh, just Friday that a lady from Natalie Gochner from the Kim Gardner Institute was doing, and she was like, "Last year at this time, we were fifty thousand housing units short in the state of Utah. Mm -hmm. Every year, we have fifty to sixty-five thousand people move into the state." I mean, that's like a city the size of Spanish Fork just showing up yeah. every year. This year, there was so much building that took place in the last year, we're down to a shortage of only 35,000. Yeah. But lots of builders have backed off. So she's expecting yeah. next year that shortage to be somewhere between 50 and 60,000 by next spring. Seems like that's where the builders like to have it. <laughs> and she's a, and one of the builders at that point was like, so we're kind of expecting like early 2024 to see house prices kind of rebound due to the pent up demand that's happening. Yeah. And her opinion was, it won't be early 2024, but late 2024, we're gonna see house prices run up like you wouldn't believe. Okay. She, like, it's going to just come unhinged at that point. But, which means- So sidetrack, what do you think house prices are gonna do in the next few months? So my own experience is they're starting to go up again. So many people are still waiting for the bomb to fall out. I've got people who are waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, oh, 
my mechanic says, my buddy says, the, the, it's going to crash, it's going to crash. I'm like, there's not enough inventory. And I'm already starting to see multiple offers. When you see multiple offers, that's a sign the prices are going up. I was actually talking to a guy today and he gave the analogy and I never thought about this. He's like, I talk to a lot of friends and they look at the real estate market as if they're just standing on their front doorstep looking in their neighborhood. And he goes, they can only see 10 to 15 homes. That's all their expanse that they can see. He yeah. goes, I drove up to uh, Squaw Peak about a month ago and he's like, we uh, hiked up the rest of it in the snow or whatever it was. And he's like, I looked down at the whole valley and went, that's a lot of real estate down there. And that's a lot of expansion. And mm -hmm. that's a lot of players to be a part of. And he's like, I just took a step back and went, we're on the edge of having another breakthrough, like like you were just saying. He goes, I've seen builders shut their doors in the last few months of, well, we'll just see, we'll just stop building and see what happens, yeah. which is just driving the shortage down, which is gonna shoot pricing back up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got some partners on a different project. It, it's a 14 unit townhouse project that they, the, the money guys, I mean, I, my brother and I, we had one set of money guys on it that they decided they wanted out of it. And so we were finding some new partners to come in on it. And I mean, they're just, they were, they're just nervous about it. the original guys were just nervous and like, you know what, we don't want part of it. And I sucked. I mean, they're, they're great guys, but I feel like they're missing out on a pretty great opportunity at this yeah. point that, and like Matt Strong, uh, he and I were talking about it the other day and he, he kind of had the same feeling. He's like, I feel like if we're not at the bottom, we're at least bouncing off of it pretty dang close. And mm. and the only way that we can ever get to the point where we don't have a crazy price spike is by building some serious density. And all the really Salt Lake City is the only one that seems to understand that we need that's it. what we, we need. need. And that having quarter acre lots, half acre lots is about a quarter and a half acre of wasted space. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we've talked about this in other episodes that the Salt Lake, Utah County, like all of this, the general area, we've transformed out of the older style of what Utah's been for a long time of living on a quarter acre lot 10 minutes from your job. We're just, that's yeah. not that type of city anymore. We've transformed into a larger metropolis type urban setup. Yeah. And there's a lot of people mad, but like you said, there's a lot of people that are going, we need that. Like the demand is there, the growth is there. It's an interesting it's, shift to be sure, right? Because it, it is, it is nice. I love, like I grew up in Ireland and I love the half acre lots and the space and running <laughs> around in the fields, but it just doesn't serve it's not, people anymore. Yeah, it's not and there's places area. you can buy in Utah and still get your acres and stuff. If you want, you just you gotta get it on the fringe again. Yeah, exactly. Or, or paying yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, making it so our kids will never be able to buy something. I mean, without yeah. having a lot of density, we'll have these 50,000 50, unit shortages uh -huh. that mm. it just, it's frustrating, but it's been a very good opportunity for us in Salt Lake to, yeah. to do these infill, smaller development things. And there's not a lot of people, it's been a good niche for us because I mean, there's the opportunity, these lots could have much bigger parcel or units on them, big apartments, hmm. but, and that's, if people can put the money together, that's what they're doing, where these smaller townhouses, I mean, it's just been a good spot that there's not a lot of competition for that product 
in that area. So are you finding um, lots that are vacant? Are you finding places where you've seen more like that other example you just said of a, a better use for that property, buying something and instead of just flipping that house, actually getting rid of it completely and then building these yeah, that, up? That's that what we're doing. Like all of our projects have been buying something that's got a couple of houses on it, tearing them down. Like the 10 unit one that we've got going right now, like it was forever going through the city and just about a year ago one of the houses caught on fire which i mean it was freaking awesome we're like i'm not gonna have to do all this damn thing <laughs> and I, I i live down in spanish fort and get this call from the city your house is on fire let it burn and so i'm like flying up there and the so i get up there and the fire department's all set up spraying hoses and i'm like trying to find the dude in charge i'm like you know, Shut it down. Like it's okay. We I mean, we're in a freaking drought right now. We don't need to waste water on this. <laughs> Did they let it burn? No, they wouldn't. And then to top it off, the city guys come in and like, you need to secure this. I'm like, secure it. It's a freaking brick shell that's got charcoal marks on it. We want to get rid of it and burn it. So, yeah, they wanted us to go board it up, and it was weird to sing. Traco accidentally fell into it and knocked it all down. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> our Our Traco accident. Yeah, it was like, it was an AI Traco, just like, yeah. did its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this other one that we're just getting ready to knock down, uh, we've got the two houses there. Last Friday, I get a phone call from the city inspector. Uh, you got you got people living in here again. You got to come board this up. So we go and board up everything on the house. It was a week ago today, and then last Thursday, he calls me again. Uh, you need to come board up the windows that weren't knocked out last week. They've knocked out. I'm like, dude, have you got any pull with anybody to get this stupid demo permit done so we can just knock these things down? He's like, I wish I did. Oh, man. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's ridiculous to be like boarding up these houses. Just so you that, knock them down. Yeah, just so we knock them down because like we've been expecting that demo permit tomorrow since like the 1st of January. Oh, man. So, what, what delays a demo permit? I've never tried to get one. The city. He's like, well, I don't know. We've been waiting for it. It's constantly like we thought we were done with it. Like one thing, one of the things they wanted is Salt Lake City requires a breakdown of how much waste you think you're going to generate. Like how many pounds of board, and how many pounds of rock, and just that's wow. worse than that. It's the complex bit we were trying to fix yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, so all of that has to be. Hmm. What know, do you do on your first time? You just get out there with like a bathroom scale and knock down a few bricks and be like, well, my guess we got a thousand twenty-four of these. Close. <laughs> yeah. mm, I guess it's about yay. That's yeah. And, and, do you and, have to be within a certain? No, they never check it either. That's like one of the I mean, perfect. Yeah. Let's knock down a house. I like that. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone have a house we can knock down? Like, give us a call. We'll go knock it down. It, it's crazy. I. It, it's been. It's been very interesting. Like. Hmm learning i mean i did literally i mean it's coming up on 200 flip houses and stuff and wow. then getting into this it's a whole different world much much slower well what kind of just to give kind of a basic idea like there's a lot more that goes into just going okay well here's two lots i'm gonna knock down these two houses and instantly rebuild back up like there's a lot of other undertakings of going in like you now have sewer stuff that you have to modify from two houses mm -hmm. to 14 townhouses. 
you have a lot of other stuff to figure out on how to do a cost breakdown, don't you? Yeah, but a lot of that is going back to my like my brother, the architect, having mm -hmm. a, I mean, a lot of that, they he has to take care of that and dealing with the engineers. So, I mean, there's, like doing flip houses is kind of just show up and everybody just does whatever and hope you don't get caught by the city. <laughs> okay. I, I'm serious. I mean, I yeah. know enough flippers that right. getting red tagged happens occasionally, but I mean, very rarely is there any sort of plans or anything put together. Well, and then uh, when a lot of people flip a house, I mean, carpet and paint, right? You don't need a permit for that. Well, at what point do it, you need a permit? It depends on every city. Like Salt Lake specifically, if you're replacing more than, I think it's, either a two by two or four by four sheet of drywall they want you to get a permit and really yeah yeah so does it, carpet count because i i'm not sure okay. i mean wow i try to avoid finding out <laughs> <laughs> ignorance is bliss yeah. but, yeah, that, that was really how i operated the flip stuff <laughs> but and, and it varies from every city like uh i know in provo we can do a roof without needing to get a permit where in Salt Lake, we definitely had to have a permit to redo shingles. And just, it's gotcha. different all the time. Interesting. And, and you just got to know the different markets you were operating and worked on them that way. Yeah, and if it was, and there were various things that, I mean, it was worth calling to ask the city, hey, I'm gonna be doing X, Y, or Z. Mm. Uh, like one time in Provo, I bought this house and we get going on it and find out that the city had recorded a lien against the property because there was a basement in the kitchen or kitchen from the basement and in addition to that we found out that the neighbor owned about halfway through the property oh, in the process geez. oh man yeah it was awesome so then i had to figure i had to talk that guy into selling that house to me to be able to get the property lines all fixed up and everything, and the lots were deep enough, we were able to do a little subdivision and create a third lot on the back, which worked out awesome. But second house over here, he's like, yeah, come on in, check out my house. And so we walk into this house, and where his fireplace is supposed to be, he's got like a wooden fence built around this thing so his kids can't get to the fireplace. <laughs> And there's smoke like all over the house too, I, uh, like up above it. Like the fire, the chimney didn't quite fit. I'm like, okay, this thing could use some work. And then like we go to walk and I'm taking some pictures and like we start to walk downstairs and he's like, yeah, you can't take any more photos. I was like, oh man, what are you like getting me into here? And we walk downstairs and the dude was freaking raising mice for like, oh. uh, pet stores and stuff. And so, I mean, he's got just bazillions and freaking bazillions of aquariums. And the damn mice are like, just like, <laughs> right there at the sides of your face. And like, literally, floor to ceiling and just this whole basement is full of these things. I mean, it was like, wow. I've heard of people talking about like swallowing a scream. And that that's like, literally, I'm like, <sighs> and I had to get that house to be able to make the, to be able to sell the first stupid uh, thing. had to get that one. Wow. Yeah. Did you have an appraisal on the house with the mice or did you just buy it? No, like, man. Okay. You don't get appraisals on flip houses. <laughs> so how did you, so you got all the mice out or did you yeah. leave them so there? He took them with him. 
But the stench, the stench was so bad. Like, it was wow. tons of shellac and kills and everything we could possibly do to seal in the floors, the walls. The, I mean, it was it wow. was nuts, like, trying to get that all wow. fixed up to where we could then sell the house, which meant so we could sell the other one Holy and God. then sell the building lot behind it. And that was another one that Matt helped me out on. Things that, that they don't teach you on HGTV. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, all of these things, Yes. I imagine you've probably got, I mean, a list somewhere of all the <laughs> challenges that you've gone through. And I, we don't have to go through all those. But what kept you going through these weird, like when you go down to the basement and you got to swallow a scream because the mice are chewing at your head, like, how do you say to yourself, like, no, I actually, I want to do this. I'm glad to do this. Like, what kept you going in all of these, like, crazy adventures in real estate? I was like extremely, extremely lucky in the way I was hardwired when I was born. Like, oh, okay. Didn't, okay. Like my grandpa tells stories. Like he had a water trucking company. I, I grew up out in Vernal. Okay. And he had a water trucking company when he was about 45 that he's able to buy his own truck and get started. And he would tell me stories about how. He would I'd be running that thing at 24 hours a day and he'd lay down on the top of his tank with his leg hanging down in the tank as he was filling it with water. So when the water got up and hit his foot, it'd wake him up. And he'd get a couple hours or hour sleep or whatever while that was filling up and then he'd hop in the truck and do the driving and when he just and then my dad wow. was kind of the same That's way. Awesome. And I mean it I was just blessed with the ability to have a lot of endurance and being able to endure through a lot of things. And I've thought about this a lot of like, how could I tell somebody to do what I've done or what would be the path that I could help coach someone down? And I mean, it, my wife, is, she's like, well, she's like, whenever you're telling a story, it's always, you've always got somebody who helped you. It's like, and it's your ability to be able to find do people, it on your own be friends not do it on your own yeah. yeah and then just hang on when it feels like everything's falling apart and maybe it will but well, just push on through for one of the things that i've i mean i've really really have liked of what you said is you've actually kind of naturally transitioned you weren't so stuck on one job or one career like this is what i have to do and have to do you you, you ran this and then when you saw an opportunity start to kind of morph over, you kind of went this direction and then you ran that the best that you could. And then you were like, hey, look, my bank stuff's not doing good, but I know construction, let's do flips. And you went this direction. You kind of did one of these things that didn't just go, well, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to lending, period. Yeah. Like I thought, I think that's being flexible is, is a good, yeah, real estate, there's, I mean, there's ways to make money. It's constantly A thousand changing. ways to Sunday in real estate. And I like when I run into people who have tried more than one or two. And you've clearly tried more than one or two. How do you find the Matt Strongs or the, obviously your brother, like he's not going to let you down because he's, you know, doing this stuff. How do you run into these people? Like, how are you networking you with them? Being friendly. I mean, being willing to ask people questions. I mean, like the night we met. It's true. Just, we we met at a bigger pockets event and we we were just hanging out afterward we must have stood in that freezing cold parking lot for like an hour 
stalking. While he made stuff. fun of my daughter's beetle that I was drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Your stories are awesome. Like I, they're really good. I like everything that you've said. But I want to know for you, what is kind of like a. a your dream situation of what you could re what you really want, what you hunt down for, and then not everything's dreams and amazing mm -hmm. and unicorns and fluffy. What are some of the bad things that you've had, or, or you know, a, a, a one that just didn't work out? Because unless you're that amazing, where every deal has worked out. Yeah, right now the dream stuff is the the developments, like the the small projects. You're really enjoying those. Yeah, those are, yeah, it's been a ton small of small townhome units. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Vacant lot or a house you're gonna mow down? What's yes? Doesn't matter yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Any anything that my little brother says, <laughs> this this will be awesome. I can do this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. And having smart guys that you can work with is like important. And has he been on every deal? Your brother has he been on every deal you've done? All the development ones. Okay. Not all yeah. the flips though, or some. No. Or no. Like. He and I are partners on a couple of rental properties that, I mean, I do the whole self-employed investor thing and yeah. I can't qualify for a mortgage to get a teepee. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he's got like a legitimate business, legitimate income that I'll find like a smoking hot deal on some house that needs a little bit of work and then put him on the title to it. And so we do get the work done. So now we've got this appraised value up here that I've agreed to pay the seller something like this, so we've got this equity spread that can be used as down payment since it's, he's on title to it mm. and he can get a mortgage for it. And so we partnered on a couple of rentals like that, but all mm. the flip stuff he, he hasn't been involved in, but the development stuff he has, like as an owner on the Salt Lake ones, he designed the houses that we're building out in Vernal. Nice, cool. But he's not an owner out there, but he, he did the design on them. And so, yeah, just, Right now, that's it's stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's more the dream now. I mean, a few years ago, it was okay. This house is full of freaking mice and nastiness, and yeah, we can. I'll get a good deal. We, on we it. can make a major. Did you have, have an here? exterminator come in to clean up the? Or did, were they all pretty contained when he moved them out? Did they move out or mostly? There were a few. Yeah, there, there's a couple left. But. RUSs. What about the RUSs? Rodents of unusual size. I don't think they exist. <laughs> yeah, our yeah. US is there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, now, right now, that's kind of the, that, that's that, the dream. That, that's the sweet spot. Years ago, like it, it was. Really enjoying that. Nice, I mean, it was junky houses, like, they, uh -huh. they were fun, and that kind of morphed into, instead of flipping them, doing more of these partnership rental sort of things, and so I'm involved in quite a few partnerships where, so I've got someone who has been able to qualify for a mortgage okay. that I've been doing the house stuff for long enough that I'll have random people call a friend of a friend that, hey, Adam buys houses, and they'll call me and ask about that and so I can get into, help, help get mm. some people into rentals. And, and really, that's a, it's been really cool to see as well. Because, I mean, it's getting, doing flip houses is, like okay for grocery money, but you're not gonna build any wealth with it. I mean, I look back at, I mean, the hundreds of thousands of dollars I made flipping houses and feel like all I had to show for it was some cool Facebook posts hmm. where getting the houses that I have kept as rentals, mm -hmm. that's 
what's been able to build some wealth and been like, okay, I've got, I'm good. I've got something that eventually will, I won't have to work. I'll be able to go do whatever else it is I decide I want to do. Hmm, that's cool. What, what's your end all goal? Like how, what do you want? Where, how are you going to know that you've made it? I feel like I'm pretty dang close to that. Nice. That when, I mean, I've, Cool. When I'm going to be able to, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty dang close to being able to have enough cash flow from the rentals that I can just go do not, what I want to do. Not have to work anymore, but go spend that time yeah. in meaningful, and, intentional and I, and I service. I don't live stores. a fat lifestyle. I mean, my truck's 20 years old, and I'm okay with that. And mm. that's that's where I, I mean, I'm getting close to that point where. I'm doing this stuff because cool. I want to, but I don't have to. And that is I, cool. When we finish up with these projects, these townhouse projects, in about a year, that I really kind think that that would be a point where I could be like, I don't need to do this stuff anymore. And I'm, I'm really, I don't know, I'm mm. thankful for it. I mean, I feel like it's a, a huge lucky thing that I happen to be able to stumble my way into over 20 years worth of ups and downs and stuff. And... And I'm really glad that, I mean, it was like five years ago of like, okay, I'm going to make a very conscious effort of keeping properties. And that's, that's what's got me, it's just been over the last five or six years that, years that it's kind of got me to that point and being able to, like, and like I said, I can't qualify for a mortgage to get a teepee. I mean, all the rentals have been through some sort of creative type mm -hmm. financing arrangement mm -hmm. and been able to have enough of those that I pieced together to have a decent portfolio. Cool. That's nice. awesome. Is there something like this was a bad idea? Don't do this. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the way. time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like in the last year, I, I mean, I got my ass handed to me repeatedly, and like this ten-unit townhouse project is. Mm -hmm. uh, we got started on it, and it's like last August when we got things going really well. And that's after our financing had fallen through like three times. Mm -hmm. And like we started construction on the dang thing in February of 22. And then thinking we had financing lined up and then it fell apart. And then it fell mm -hmm. apart. We finally got that figured out, had a good bank that we were working with. And we're going awesome. Just started framing, got the first level of it all framed up. And the civil engineer calls like, hey, uh, we just noticed that we laid out the building in the wrong spot. Oh. You're four feet too far forward. Uh, it's in a Rocky Mountain power easement and they might be willing to work with you. Oh. They're not. And like, it was ridiculous. Like, they're like, yeah, let's meet on site for this and oh. we can see if we can work out something. Well, we, we all show up to this site thinking we're gonna have like a some sort like of discussion. You got foundation yeah. footings. Is there a basement? Like how? No, much? it's a slab on grade. Okay, but we've got first floors done. Yeah, plumbing. Yeah, luckily oh, no, just our trusses. Well, plumbing. Okay, like subroof plumbing under. Okay, so we've got two buildings that each have five townhouses in each one. Uh -huh. So we've got like lots of plumbing going into this whole thing. Well, and luckily our truss, like our floor trusses, were delayed. So the framers got all the framing done for both of these buildings and then we're waiting on the floor trusses and that's when the engineer is like, uh, yeah, so problem. We meet oh. the Rocky Mountain Power dudes over there 
and he hadn't even like got, he gets out of his truck and he's pulling his coat on. He didn't even have his coat all the way on. He's like, the answer's no. No, no, no. Like hard no, get out of our easement. <laughs> We're like, there's like, can't we like, buy, we'll pay you some money? No, out of our easement. Wow. Why the hell did you bother scheduling a meeting with? I mean, this could have been an email, like caps lock N-O. And, but no, they scheduled this meeting. So we had this week of being hopeful. And so then... I think that's why they do it, so they can extinguish the hope. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, they they wanted, I, I, they, I gotta they hear to more see, on this. So see. how does this play now? Because the civil engineer is the one that gave you the go-ahead. Yes. Does he have any liability? About this much. Perfect. Oh. It's limited to what his fee was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That covers it, right? That was like eight or nine grand of the hundred and change that it ended up costing. That what we had to do is tear down all the framing that had happened, oh, excavate word. out the back of the thing, pour a new footing and foundation that's four feet farther back, oh. go cut the slab everywhere that we had plumbing going in, and move the plumbing over. Then in that slab, in between each unit, it was like a thickened portion yeah. for the yeah. divisor wall mm -hmm. for the foundation. So then we had to cut for those as well and dig those out so we could pour new yeah. foundations in all of those sections. So oh. we went from like thinking we were gonna be done with this thing in like June. And with in, profit. Yeah, in like October. <laughs> we're like, okay, this is gonna be awesome. Well, we just started framing again. Like three, I mean, we spent the last four months going backwards and I was so excited last week because we'd finally caught up with where we were in October. Oh and boy. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Wow. Yeah, so that's a... That's but, but you continue to press on. Yeah. Like, you're just like, I'm, I'm in this, I'm gonna finish this thing, I'm gonna see it through to the end. That, okay. Yeah. If you got a bigger one than that, put it in the comments. Because yeah. I want, I want to know. anything that can compare with that at all. Yeah. That's been like, Jared, my brother, uh, has, that's been a, something he Everybody's learned on still this. still alive. So every, uh, well, we did pour a lot of concrete. <laughs> <laughs> you heard of Hoffa? And he knows where there's a lot of mice. Yeah. Where's the money? I don't yeah, know. That's, uh, that's changed every contract my brother's done since then. Ooh. That when it comes over from an engineer with that clause in it, it gets a line through it. And he said he hasn't had any pushback from any engineers when he sends it back with this change that their liability is no longer limited to yeah, we're only getting, their We're getting fee. rid of that. Yeah. Wow. I could end an engineer's so, career. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my most recent crazy. Like, that was a good one. That I mean, I've got that's, that's a pretty good. That's, one. And, uh, I've got a tenant that's like causing me more headache than uh, almost. It's less expensive, but it's still a lot of headache right now. That like they just won't leave. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, you haven't paid rent since October. Just, wow. Yeah. It's, Have you completed an eviction process? Or? So this is a good one, too. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's so, hear yeah. this one. I, I got to hear this one. Okay, so this guy, uh, they moved in last February, so just a year ago now. And then in, like, August, the, the state COVID money paid some rent for mm -hmm. them. Okay. And that got them up until October. Well, then in November... He applied for COVID money again, and the state called me. and was like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna help him out again." So I'm like, "Oh, well, great then. I'll take your money. It's green." There you go. And then, like, just a day or two before Christmas, he uh, 
they let him know, hey, just kidding, we're not going to be paying anything for you. So now we're two months behind on rent, thinking the state was going to be paying it for him. And he has an email from somebody over there. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this straightened out. You're going to get, we'll take care of it for you, no problem. Uh And shows me the emails. I'm like, all right, well, let's do that. And he has his hearing scheduled for the 17th of January. Of course. So it rolls forward to that point. And the judge over the hearing is like, sorry, dude, we're not paying you. We're not paying anything. Uh, You'll get like a thousand bucks. And at this point, he's like, $10,000 $10,000 behind on rent. I mean, and he's like, oh, I'm going to give you all my paycheck. Uh, I can figure out other things for food. I, I'll just give you all my paycheck. I'm like, well, great, I guess. Let's do that. Well, the first part of February rolls around, and I hadn't seen any money. And I'm trying to get in touch with him. I'm like, hey. And in the meantime, the damn water heater in this place explodes. It's the first week of January. So I'm over there a ton like dealing with that. And while he's helping clean up the water, he'd taken the furnace apart and like shoves the shop back in there and breaks the control panel on the the control board on the furnace. And I it it and he's like, these guys installed the water heater wrong, blah 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 blah. I'm like, they've done like a hundred of them for me. I doubt they're wrong. Oh I but he's like I never want him back in my house again. That's not, not your house. <laughs> they're rough-looking guys, but I'm like, dude. Well, he's like, oh, I'll do the repairs in here. It'll be fine. I'll do the repairs. Just don't let these guys back in my house. I don't want them around my daughters. I'm like, okay, if you'll do it, whatever. So we get down. We're now a month down the road. Uh-huh. Repairs still aren't done in the house. Surprisingly, that is a huge surprise. Yeah, yeah. It was like mind blowing. And I get a hold of the uh, attorney, and they're like, hey, we got to evict this guy. It's just, it yeah. sucks. And he pulls it up, and he's like, huh, we evicted him last April. I'm oh. like, that's really weird, because he was in my house last February. And the attorney's like, that is strange. But yeah, we evicted him last April. So, wow. yeah, I don't know what the deal was with that group. But anyway, Damn. like, all right. And then Mr. Tenant guy's like, so, yeah, I've got, like, $4,000 that I can get you, like, right now. And I'll sign a document saying that I'll pay you the rest of it before long, like, oh. within the next six weeks. I'm like, dude, I've already got that document. It's called a lease. And you haven't. <laughs> you signed that you one, too. You signed it, yeah. and you're not doing it. And so that was, so it was on the his pay or quit day was the 13th of February. We filed the eviction suit on the 14th of February. It's like, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Love you, man. Well, then he's like texting me constantly, please help me out. I've got all this money. I'll pay it to you. I'm like, I don't want to deal with you anymore, man. Just please find somewhere else to live. It'll be easier for all of us. Well, and I've got some other tenants. So that house that he's in is owned by an entity called 440 LLC. Well, I've got some tenants in a different LLC that they had applied for some COVID money rent also. Last Friday, I get a $14,000 check from the state made out to the this tenant's entity, like the entity that owns this one, with his name on it. Oh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
I don't want this money. I want to be rid of this guy. So that tells you how bad it is. If you've got a check for 14 grand and you're like, I don't want to cash this. Yeah. Man, so, well, oh, that hurts. Yeah, I call, just, oh my gosh. and I call the attorney. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on with this. I mean, I got this check with his name on it and the like the, the right amounts for him, but the wrong entity. I mean, what what do you think? And the attorney's like, sit on it, don't deposit it, let, let me do some figuring. For the people who are watching, why? Why don't you want to cash it? Because the attorney said not to. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's good, good enough. Reason. If your yeah. attorney says don't, listen to your yeah, attorney. Don't you, cash it. Do you guys know why? Yeah, because once you take ownership of it, that means you accept yeah, it. It means you've accepted right. it. You yes. accepted that Performance. now. It's not. Not, not necessarily. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there, there were other reasons for not cashing this check. So like, I could have had the option of cashing the check and then writing a new one back to the state. So it could, we could have been okay with that because this is really weird government stuff and most government stuff is weird. Indeed. So anyway, he's like, don't cash the check, hang on to the check. Well, they, today, uh, this morning, tenant guy managed to come up with 10 grand he offered me to, he's like, I got 10 grand and I'll sign a document. I'm just like, talk to the attorney, please. That's on there, they're dealing with it. But the attorney got a hold of the state and explained kind of the situation and this, these guys had applied for rental assistance in husband's name and wife's name multiple times. And so these checks ended up being fraudulent and the, the state had already issued stop payments on them. So had I deposited them and then just planned to re write a check back, I would have ended up now, with- Now you're a defendant on the fraud case. In oh, addition man. to their fraudulent state behavior stuff. Oh. So, I mean, it's just been, and like last week, one of my buddies that's a landlord calls like, hey, we just had some people apply to rent uh, coming from your place. What do you got to say about them? Like, like well, <laughs> They're the best renters in the world. You should take them. Take just them get them right out of my now. house. Yeah. Want me to pay their moving expense? <laughs> yeah, so, and then wow. just this afternoon, like 6.30 tonight, I had a different friend that's got some rentals call. And he's like, hey, we just had some people apply. Uh, the, they're, you're, they're moving out of your place. And I'm like, yeah, no. But anyway, with the checks, the state had, I mean, this sort of silliness happens often enough, or was happening often enough, the COVID money is like, done now yeah. but they had like specific forms to return checks to them that were screwed up oh, and boy. so i got that form today oh, to fill goodness. out in order to send back in with the check to but the tenant's still in your place currently yes still. the tenant's still in my place and it's only like two blocks from my mother-in-law so i've got her like being over there little spy lady she's like going by <laughs> she sends she sends me a picture every couple of days they're still here they're still here i mean she's like so sweet and i mean it's the funniest thing to have to picture sweet little go. eldine out there being a spy <laughs> but yeah so that's that's another kind of crazy one. stories i like yeah. it those are great yeah there's yeah, it, I, and I, yet you survive. That's what I like yeah. about this. Like, despite all of the insanity of all of these crazy situations, you press on. You're well, still you see, going. You see a bigger picture. Like, yeah. this is still good. Yeah. I still want to do this because that's how much I. It's still making. Because you want some horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 
I'm a freaking space cadet and have way too much stuff going on. Bounced my own paycheck last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I pay myself out of one entity and forgot to make the transfer into that entity to cover the check. Yeah. So I do that and find this out on Friday. I'm like, ah! So it's Saturday. I'm like, well, I can't. And I do all like my personal banking at the credit union and the business banking at U.S. Bank. Mm -hmm. And I'm well, I can't take another U.S. Bank check over to the credit union. They'll put a hold on it because I just bounced one with them. <laughs> so I've got it. So my bookkeeper makes me a new paycheck that I take over to U.S. Bank. And I'm like, I'll cash it at U.S. Bank and take the cash to the credit union. And that'll cover all this other stuff that I've paid so that I don't get as many bounce fees from bouncing all this crap. Well, I get to U.S. Bank, slap my check down. I'm like, hey, Tanya, I need to cash this. And because I bounced my own, blah, blah, blah. And she looks at it, and I hand her my ID, and she looks at it, and she just starts giggling. And I'm like, what's up? Oh, no. She's like, I can't cash this for you. Your ID expired two weeks ago on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no! You're kidding me. Tanya, come on. You've known me for like 12 years. She's like, yeah. Uh, like, please. I, mean, I, I got it. And she's, she's like, I've never known anybody that thrives on chaos the way you do. You're just like, oh, when this happens. And I'm like, please, I like something we can do. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I can give you a 10-day exemption. But if you come back here after your 10 days, I can't help you. you got to get your license renewed within yeah, 10 okay. days. Like, I can so, do that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And so she gives me the cash, and I give it over to the credit union. And it appears all is well now. But I had, yeah. So I just got to ask. Do you have a current license in your wallet right now? No. <laughs> Ten days is enough. We're still yeah. good. Okay. Oh, we still got five we still days left. Four days. It's whatever. been a long time since I've had to cash. If you want to meet Adam, Adam. <laughs> hang out at the DMV. Yeah, that's right. Oh, all right, all right. So, so sorry. Thanks. No, what did we learn? Well, my key takeaway is that if you just cling to a project long enough, with enough tenacity, assuming you survive the event, it will be good for you. Now that you make a profit, it'll just be good, right? Yeah. You'll learn a lesson or you'll You'll have a great story to tell. Surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Yeah. That's, that's and When you're as dumb as I am, that's pretty it's easy. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep your head up and moving along and just keep looking for that next deal. And whether it's this avenue or this avenue or this avenue, don't be afraid to change which avenue you're deciding to invest or work in. And, and Adam, did you learn anything while you're hanging out with us guys? Or any pearl of wisdom you want to you want to <laughs> leave yeah, yeah. with yeah. our We live in the greatest country in the world. I mean, it can be kind of rough sometimes, but there's nowhere else that we could have these opportunities. And I mean, we're sitting here just there's so many opportunities and. Try to take advantage of as many as you can. Have you guys ever had to move 10 houses four feet because it got put in the wrong spot? This guy has. Like, comment, subscribe, share <laughs> that story, and tell us why you think you got something better. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. 
You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. He goes, you know what ADD stands for? I was like... Yeah, attention deficit. Hey, a dog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to follow that up with what I really want to say. Operation that I want to move out by Goshen, Uh which for those of you that don't know is just like BFE. I mean, there's big farms everywhere. <laughs> big farms. Big sure. farms everywhere. <laughs> yes. I like that. Well, yeah. I think and that's the first <laughs> semi-appropriate definition I've heard. Yeah, BFE, yeah, big farms everywhere. It's the Zion 100 down in, it'll be April 15th and 16th. If, like, cause you don't run a hundred miles in one day. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> like that you chose tax day. That's very taxing. It, yeah, yeah, it was, but. Look at you go, look at you go. I know. I'm a dad joker. Uh, honestly, that was. He's worried for another sure day. He doesn't tell you the cars that he drives. <laughs> oh man, they're terrible cars. They're terrible cars. Okay, so. Eric, dance around, dance around. I want, I want, I've been trying to move actually a little bit like this because I saw the ones in the hall go. After those are finished up, then Jared, Jared, Jason. That's okay, Travis. You, (laughs) that's fair. That's so fair. I am a very G-rated guy. I add everything I got's allowed. (laughs) Okay. I don't even know what we talked about. Have you ever suppressed a scream? (laughs) It was his non-attached garage. It was this guy that he that he bought the house. No, that was no. I I I started. Point at him and you say, "That's what we're talking about today." Okay. Cool. And I went back and looked. We say today on every single one of those, besides the last one, except for the last one. These clowns. And we never say today. I'm like, we say today all the time. I almost edited us from another episode. Like, (laughs) doesn't matter.